This is the Savvy Citizen Podcast, and I'm Adam Gobb. It's a department that you may not know much about, and indeed, it's a department that may look very different depending upon where you live, public works. In Gaston County, public works is divided up into several different departments with a variety of different tasks and functions. We're talking today to Dan Zeem, Director of Public Works in Gaston County, and Marcy Smith, who heads up the solid waste section within Public Works. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, both of you have been with Gaston County for, for quite some time, correct? Correct. correct. How, how long individually have you have you been here? I've been with Public Works going, this year will be 13 years, okay. and Marcy is going to be going on 16 years. I'll be coming up on 17. Wow. So almost a combined 30 years of experience at Gaston County. So uh, you've obviously seen some changes in the time that you've been here. Lots of changes. What Just just off the top, what are some of the things about public works and about your day-to-day jobs that you think perhaps members of the general public wouldn't know? A lot of what I do, I never know what I'm walking into every day. Mm. There's a lot of change. Uh, I can have my calendar set. And I can walk in the door and something will happen. There'll be a situation. We respond to a lot of situations, uh, both Marcy and I, that will change our entire day. So literally, uh, in the words of Adriel Akbar, it's a trap! Yes. <laughs> you, never, you never know what you're walking into and exactly. you've got to have your head, head on the swivel. And that's one of the things I love about my job and what I do is... There's every day is different. Every project that I do is different. I've never done the same project twice, never built the same project twice here. Everything is different. Every day is different. Marcy, in in solid waste, what are some of the the things that you oversee and what is your job like on a day-to-day basis? Well, I oversee the landfill, the recycling centers, the renewable energy center. So it's it's a broad scope. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will echo what Dan said. We actually have a tagline out at the landfill that our priorities change every minute, not Mm. every day, because you you have to react to the situations as they happen. And we do have a lot of situations like that. I was thinking while Dan was talking, we we both got phone calls, emails Friday, this past Friday at 5 (laughs) o'clock, about an illegal dump health hazard that had to be handled immediately. So that's just one example of phone calls that come in, whether you have a plan or not, that still need to be managed. Uh, I'm curious from your standpoint, I know that the city of Gastonia got rid of curbside recycling. How much of an impact has that had on your operations? We've obviously seen more volume coming Mm -hmm. in as far as the recyclables are concerned. However, the city is still offering curbside trash collection, so so we see it more just from the recycling tonnage. Sure. And when things like that happen, it's really a good time for us to educate new residents, new residents to our program. Mm -hmm. So they, they may not necessarily be new to Gaston County, but have been handled through a different program. So it's a really good time for us to work on our message and and make sure that folks understand what our rules are for our programs. But we've had that. The the markets have been changing in recycling nonstop for about the last four years. So Mm. it's it's been a lot of reactionary work on our side. A lot of things changes that we don't have control over. So markets, these global markets, who's going to accept recyclables from which countries, how those are going to be processed. When China closed recycling coming in from other countries two years ago, our local MRF, so Material Recovery Facility, which is where we take recyclables to be processed, we got a two-day notice that they oh, weren't going to be accepting those anymore. So it's 
you know, yes, when changes happen, it impacts our program, but I can also appreciate how quickly those changes happen. So ultimately, our goal is to make sure we're providing the best service we can. So we work with the municipalities when these things happen. We don't necessarily see it as an us or them. Right. It's versions of we. When you talked about different educational pieces that you guys do, that seems like that would probably be an ongoing process given the number of people that are moving in and out of Gaston County. And you know, there's probably a lot of residents that have lived here for a while that probably couldn't tell you all the different numbers on the bottoms of different recyclables. It's like, okay, is it a one? Is it a four? What does this mean? Can I recycle it? Can I not? Correct. And, and we've had to kind of learn on the fly with the markets as they change. So back in the 90s, early 2000s, there was a big push to really look at those numbers, to pay mm-hmm. attention to the numbers. I think we as an organization, you know, solid waste across the board have noticed in the last 10, 15 years that's not really working for us. We need to simplify our message. So a lot of programs you'll notice in the last few years have really gone to bottles. Mm. So they'll say bottles, things with a neck, things with a cap, something visual. And we've made a lot of changes too to the information we have up at our sites, the signage that we use at our sites. So much more visual much less wordy, trying to keep folks' attention long enough to to see what it is that we offer and how they can do that correctly. Because ultimately, if they're not putting the correct items in the bins, either we're having to go in and clean up afterwards right. or we potentially have our material banned from the facility we're taking it to. So yeah. that's a lot of work on your end to make sure that what you're sending out is the right material and is sorted properly or else it's going to blow back on you. Absolutely. So that's that's one of the requirements for our site attendants. So as they work at the site, it is their job to ensure that their containers are clean for the material that it's supposed to accept. So they spend a fair bit of time every day cleaning out bins, and that's while they're actively there working with the customers. But mm. sometimes it gets so busy you can't have that one-on-one conversation with everyone who comes in. Was that impacted or, or- challenged at all during COVID with just kind of some of the restrictions with social distancing and things like that? Not so much on that side. Well, it was volume. It was volume. In the early days, it was Lowe's, Walmart, and your local convenience store, you know, our convenience center. That was really what was open. So we were glad to be there to be an outlet for residents who, Mm -hmm. who needed to get rid of things. But... With the overwhelming volume, there were sometimes there were some wait times. There were times we were having issues internally with being able to staff sites, with being able to have all the truck drivers that we needed, all the operators we needed. I will say, though, throughout the entire pandemic, we, we never had to close a day. We never had to close early. So that is something I will give as a token to all of our employees, that there's something to be said in that. We were able to consistently open every day to serve the residents of Gaston County. Dan, jumping back to you, you've been in the role of Director of Public Works for just a few months now, right? Correct, since uh, February 1st. What's that like for you, getting to, to see it now from the top, and, and having worked in that department, as you said, for, for more than a decade? Well, for the first 11 and a half years or so, I was the Assistant Director, which that role, I, did, I handled a lot of the human resources aspect of Public Works and did major project management. Now that I have stepped into the Director's role, I have a day-to-day dealing with all of our different groups in Public Works. And Public Works is made up of five different groups. We have our admin group, solid waste and recycling, facilities maintenance and management, fleet management, and our courier and mailroom. So I have day-to-day dealings with those operations now. And it's been getting up to speed very quickly quickly. 
on all of those operations. And that's a pretty broad spectrum of departments. It is a very broad spectrum. We do a little bit of everything. And public works, besides the solid waste aspect, solid waste is very face forward. Yeah. The general public sees a lot of that. The rest of public works, we are a support group and we support all of the other county departments and people don't really see our face. We're in the background mm-hmm. uh, supporting those groups. But like Marcy said, with the pandemic going on, early on we were declared essential yep. and public works did not stop our support. So we were here every day. Well, and you guys, I mean, you're even involved when it comes to some of the work that's going on within the buildings in Correct. terms of uh, some of the overhaul and the construction projects and different things like that. You've seen it firsthand in the administration building. Right. The pandemic was actually a very good time for public works to get into a lot of our buildings with people working from home. Mm-hmm. Not all of our buildings open. Occupancies were down. So we were able to come in and do projects and maintenance that hadn't been able to be done when we're full staffed. So yeah, we were able to get a lot done during the last year. A little bit of making uh, lemonade out of lemons, right? Exactly. We talked a little bit about the just kind of the broad scope of, of all the different areas that you oversee, but what are some of the, the big projects that you've been involved with that maybe you're most proud of? Wow. Uh, the one that just finished right at the beginning of the pandemic was the Animal Care and Enforcement Facility. Yep. They recently just had a ribbon cutting about a year after they were open, but that project took up about the last, I know we looked for a site for that project for about five years before we actually settled on a site. And then once we got going between design, construction, and finally occupying, it was about another four years. Wow. So that one took up a lot of time. Another project that I was involved with very heavily from beginning to end was the High Shoals sewer interconnect line. High Shoals up in the northern part of the county had two failing filtration systems. They were being fined daily by the state. Mm. The county was able to work with three different grant agencies in North Carolina to obtain funding for that project. And we built a 12 and a half mile sewer line with seven pump stations. We now provide sewer service to the city of High Shoals, and it goes to the Long Creek Wastewater Treatment Plant with the city of Gastonia. Okay. So that's just an example of different sections of government, city government, state government, county government, all working together to, to benefit the residents of Gastonia. Yes. Yes. And I would assume that that's probably true for a lot of the projects that you do, that you're working with the state, with local governments, with NCDOT, with a number of entities. A lot of different entities touch different projects. I've been involved in sewer projects uh, from the southern part of the county all the way up to the northern part of the county, all dealing with different granting agencies, community development block grants, and then the animal care and enforcement facility, totally different type of facility. Now we're getting ready to, we're looking at doing a fleet maintenance facility. Mm. So again, in my 25, 26 years of doing this, I've never built a fleet facility. So that'll be our next project, and probably along with that, a GEMS emergency management and communications project. Right. Yeah, I know that's getting a lot of conversation kind of behind, behind the scenes right now. Yes. That'll be really exciting as that starts to evolve and comes more to the forefront. What are some of the things that maybe other public works departments do, whether it's a city public works department or just maybe elsewhere in the country that you guys don't do? Because I think not all public works departments are the same, right? You are 100% correct. 
while we were going through doing our logo design, our office Google searched public works. Everything that came up was utility related, yeah. water, sewer, electric. Yep. We don't do any of that. The project that I spoke of earlier, the High Shoal sewer line, we built that project, we designed that project, but as soon as it was complete, we donated it to the city of Gastonia. Mm-hmm. They're the sewer experts. They run the system. Right. So whenever most people hear of public works, we get lots of calls for road maintenance. Right. We don't have a road maintenance department. That's either the city of Gastonia, the city or municipality that you live in, or it's NCDOT. Mm-hmm. But we probably get 10 calls a day oh, for, for road maintenance. And then people wanting to pay their electric or their water bill. <laughs> we get a lot of those calls too. And also people confuse public works with the public defender's office. <sighs> I probably get 10 calls a day for the public defender. <laughs> but yeah, when people hear about that or hear public works, they typically think of utilities or sure. road work. Yeah, And we don't do any of that. But besides Marcy's department with solid waste, what the public does see, all of our vehicles. We own and maintain approximately 650 vehicles for the county. And those range anywhere from small passenger cars that, say, the tax office or the health department Mm -hmm. uh, or DHHS would use, all the way up to the county police cars, the sheriff's department vehicles, and the large freight liner life support ambulances. We maintain all of those in-house. Wow. Well, that's probably cheaper to have the experts in-house and have the facilities to do that than having to shop that out, especially given the wide range of types of vehicles that you're dealing with. Yes. And our fleet guys are great. We have a little bit of a younger fleet tech staff right now. Some of our technicians have come out of the NASCAR Institute. Oh, wow. To diagnose a vehicle now, you pretty much hook a laptop up to it Mm -hmm. and it will help diagnose. So yeah, you're you're getting into a more educated fleet staff now. It's amazing. It's just changing that mindset of the, oh, you're just going to go take your car in. And it's like you're, you know, the guy that's, you know, covered in grease and has 17 different wrenches. And it's like you're talking about, oh, I'm going to hook up a laptop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a completely different mindset yes. for, for, like you said, trying to figure out what needs to be done, how to fix it. And I'm amazed just you know, my wife has a newer car and it's like the amount of technology and electronics that are in vehicles anymore. It's unbelievable. Everything is computer-based now, pretty much. Yeah. I know I have a newer personal vehicle, and the transmission is completely computerized. Wow. So, Marcy, what are some of the things that you guys have kind of on your plate in terms of of large projects or or things, initiatives that you're looking forward to in the next 12 months or in the years to come? Well, right now, our big project is the same big project we've been working on for about a year. So, it's our next cell construction. Okay. And, And we are in the midst of that as we speak. So that is, we have blinders on other than <laughs> that project right now. It's, it's very important. It's given us airspace moving forward. As far as our projects go, they, they typically just rotate forward like that. Usually cell construction are the biggest things that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our other facilities, we are looking at expanding all of our convenience sites. Um, oh, wow. All of the convenience sites currently that we have were built late 90s. Okay. They were sized for the population Mm -hmm. then with a a fair bit of growth. And we've been growing a lot, especially in the last decade. So there there are certain sites that just aren't operating as efficiently as we would like for them to. 
really riverbend over on the eastern side of of the county. It's mm-hmm. it's inundated right now. Also, we have Crowder's Creek down towards South Gastonia. It's a little bit overwhelming in that parking lot right now. So we're we're trying to find land, doing some design work, looking to do expansions for those. But those are our our big projects that we have. Once we got the Renewable Energy Center built and operational, as far as big expandable projects, that was that was our last big one. Talk to me a little bit about the Renewable Energy Center, because I'm sure there's a lot of folks that live in Gaston County that maybe either don't know that that's there or, or don't know a lot about what that is, what it does, and the benefits that it brings to the residents. Okay. Well, trash in general is, is typically organic, carbon-based. Sure. So it, it's got a carbon backing to it, and that's whether we're talking about paper, food product. So as it breaks down, it's going to produce two gases, carbon dioxide and methane. Mm-hmm. Historically, a lot of facilities managed those two gases as a liability. Right. How not to let the gas build up on, on your property. Back in the early 2000s, we, we started looking at how we could utilize that gas that we're producing just from the garbage breaking down. So in 2006, we started producing carbon credits because we had put in a gas collection and control system and we're burning the methane as opposed to letting it passively vent to the atmosphere. So we were destroying that methane and producing carbon credits, which we then sold on a carbon market. It's very okay. similar to a stock market. Right. With the revenue we received from that sale, we were able to finance the renewable energy facility. So it is a power production facility that is fed from gas from the trash breaking down. We have been for 10 years producing 30,000 megawatts of power a year from your trash breaking down. Wow. So we actually take that gas, we have it all on a vacuum system, pipe it over across the street from the landfill, and then put that on the grid for Duke Power. That's great. I mean, it's that's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about projects that are environmentally friendly. I mean, that's, that's it right there, taking something that folks are literally throwing away and getting something useful out of it. Right, right. And you're rendering the landfill harmless sooner. Mm -hmm. So you're taking that gas production availability, looking out 30, 40 years, and really making that production happen on the front end. So we are deeming it harmless sooner. Coming from Arizona, there was tons of cattle ranching operations out there, and and, uh, methane emission was always an issue with the cattle. (laughs) Correct, correct. So it's interesting to, to think about being able to take trash and, and use that to produce power. That's really incredible. Yeah, and, and there are actually a lot of farms in North Carolina, both cattle and hog farms, that are harvesting the gas off of their waste as well and, and turning it into power. So it seemed like an idea that's really caught on in the last decade. So hopefully those projects will be becoming more familiar as we move forward. And when was that facility completed? 2011. Okay. So we have 10 years of, of doing that power production now. Wow. Yep. And is that something that as there's more residents and as there's a larger kind of trash impact that you're able to produce more or is it capped? Well, it, it's limited somewhat. Okay, from the amount of waste you have in place, you're never going to produce any more or less based on that volume of waste. Okay. But you can speed up the production. Mm. So typical gas production's on a bell curve. So we just squeeze that bell curve and shift it to the left a little bit. So okay. we're getting the production on the front end. But as we put more gas wells in, as we build out sections of the landfill, we'll expand that gas collection and control system. So yes, there is the potential for us to be producing more gas. Gotcha. 
Marcy, Dan, thank you so much for, for coming in, for, for sitting down and talking a little bit about what Gaston County's Public Works Department looks like. For me, I know it's been a good learning experience and it helps me understand a little bit more about kind of what goes into your jobs. And I promise not to send anybody your way if they're complaining about potholes. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs>